0: I'm so terribly sorry to break this to every single one of you but as far as I can tell ethics in gaming journalism has not arisen it's not risen, risen from the ashes like a phoenix uh, gaming is more leftist and annoying than ever and as far as I can tell from all of the evidence available to me Gamergate failed
1: I used to play a hell of a lot of Destiny quite a few years ago that was the last game I got properly hooked on that's and a girl's then- name <laughs> <laughs> and then I checked out because Destiny 2 was terrible and they kept trying to make me buy expansion packs and I got a life and last I heard Bungie in response to the Roe v. Wade overruling was subsidising abortions out of state for their employees
0: what oh my well I suppose you know if you want to keep them on the nose to the grindstone for as long as possible you don't want them having kids do you mm. Yeah, it's it's very terrifying how uh, woke corporations will do that sort of thing because it really is dystopian and horrible. Your company that you work for is literally paying for you to not have children, uh, to kill your own children. Some would argue. But before I go any further, we've Connor and I had some very much uh, had a lot of fun doing this rumble live stream last week where we spoke about James Lindsay on Christian nationalism. We had a very good discussion. I think we've mentioned it before. There were a few people who came out originally and said that this discussion was, um, they were hesitant about it. But then by the time we actually had the discussion and people had listened to it, they had changed their minds and said we were very fair to him and we were trying to be very fair. And next week we'll be doing a similar thing where we talk about James Lindsay on liberalism. That one on Christian nationalism because of the subject was more focused on Connor the screen has fallen we're going to have
1: to edit that the screen has
0: fallen west fallen the west has fallen it's over
1: you need to stop jigging your knees about I've got long legs it's difficult right we're going to have to restart that plug I think
0: alright I'm just going to start again I'm just going to start again All right. I'm so terribly sorry to break this to every one of you, but as far as I can tell, ethics in gaming journalism has not arisen like a phoenix from the ashes just quite yet, and gaming itself seems to be getting... Worse and worse, more progressive and more hysterically political and in your face about it day by day. With every release I see, there seems to be some new announcement that a gaming protagonist has become more hideous than in the previous game, or that there are new gender-neutral bathrooms added to a remake of a classic game like with Dead Space for instance, if you saw the remake of that. I
1: didn't see that. I did see that they swapped out one character for a black woman, if I remember correctly. Yes. And also... also
0: the all of the characters became de-sexed, and the... You know uh, Isaac, the main character, his girlfriend? Right. He's going after, he's trying to save. She inexplicably seems to be about 30 years
1: older in this remake than she was in the original. It's very strange. Right, so the Keanu Reeves approach. One of the things that's really perturbed me, one of my favourite game series of all time, and this is going to shock everyone... Ah, uh, the original life is strange. I really, really liked, and since they've done subsequent sequels, where the second one was about two brothers suffering police brutality and smuggling themselves across the Mexican border, and then there was another one about a lesbian who feels everyone's feelings, and so they've just the whole month have been flooding their social media stuff with intersectional pride banners. Uh, stop, well, please stop. Interestingly. You've mentioned before to
0: me about your like for Life is Strange, which I've not played, so I won't ju- I've seen ER's video we may, we may on it. We may do some content on it. We, at some we point. might do at some point. I need to give it a playthrough. All I remember is that the only people I do know who've played it were all teenage girls. Um, so that, you know, maybe Connor is. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I'm going to get rinsed
1: for Billie Eilish again, aren't I? It's it's yes, per- perhaps.
0: Um, but it seems to be if what you've said, which is that the series accidentally in the first game had some. uh, traditionalist undertones to it, or at least was critical of the sorts of things it thought it was promoting, this uh, pivot in the later games might have been what they would consider a course correction to fix those problems that have unintentionally slipped into the original. Quite similar to what some people think happened with The Last of Us Part 2, where The Last of Us Part 1, if you want to call it that, it's just The Last of Us to me because there is only one, uh, presented a positive role model for a white male protagonist who would do literally anything to protect his surrogate daughter because that's what you do for family. And then Neil uh, Neil Cookman turned around for the second one and went, no, we can't be having that.
1: No positive role models for young white men. That's no, thank you. exactly what happens with David in Life is Strange and I will not spoil it and we can, we can right, continue well, I'll, from I'll, there on I'll out. I'll look forward to it. Uh,
0: but before I carry on anymore, uh, people may not be aware of this, but we do rumble live streams now and one of the most recent ones that we did was this Rumble live stream uh, last Thursday talking about James Lindsay on Christian nationalism. This is a collaborative project that Connor and I are both doing because this first one was headed by Connor where we're talking about the Christian elements of this. And the second part, which will be coming out later on next week, we'll be doing another live stream on Thursday afternoon, Uh, will be headed by me where we're going to be talking more broadly about liberalism and using James Lindsay's conception of liberalism as a bit of a jumping off point. So please, if you're interested in that, familiarize yourself with this video. It's not even for premium subscribers only. You can access it for free on our Rumble channel. And please tune in next Thursday for the second part of this because I think it will be a bit special because it's something I've been working on and I'm really looking forward to this. But anyway, so let's take a look at some of the examples of what we've got going on. So first of all, I mentioned gaming. I mentioned gaming in general, the gaming companies. Well, this was a fun one. Xbox announces long-term partnership with GLAAD as part of Pride Month. And this was at the beginning of this month, obviously. Here's their new uh, ball of rainbow yarn that they have for their logo. It's uh, quite an unseemly sight. Ironic that it's (laughs) unravelling. It is unravelling, as you would expect. And we've got an official announcement from the Xbox website of what the partnership is going to be with this Glad partnership we've got on. And Glad, if you're not aware, is the Gay Lesbian Activist Alliance or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the term is for, but it's some kind of gay organisation and it pr- will produce gay games as a result of this. So Xbox Game Studio Publishing is announcing a long-term partnership with Glad to support our LGBTQ plus... I- wait, LGBTQIA plus team members. See, only second try. I'm improving. Our partner studios and other game developers... In our community, an increasing representation in Xbox games. Through this partnership, we are hoping to bring more LGBTQIA plus stories, characters, and lived experiences to Xbox in ways that will resonate with gamers around the world. Does we, that
1: mean there's going to be arming be in the more... sequel to Rise Son of Rome?
0: Uh, probably. I mean, right. they'll claim historical inaccuracy, uh, accuracy for it, but expect to see a lot more gay stuff being just pushed in your face with Xbox games, if this is something that they actually move ahead with. And uh, we recognize the need and demand. The demand, that's what gamers have always wanted ever since Gamergate. That was what Gamergate was after. Ethics in gaming journalism? No, ethics in gay
1: representation. We really have fallen quite far from Saints Row 3 having a penis and breast slider, haven't we? I think that was most of the early Saints Row games, surely. Yeah, I'm well, not I saying mean, it's Saints... particularly highbrow, but at the same time, there's been a hell of a correction. The Saints Row remake, is, was it a remake? I think Oh it was yeah, a that remake. had the black woman with the side-shaped Came haircut out, too.
0: And I believe that the Saints, instead of just being an organised crime gang now, uh, were instead an organised crime gang specifically to fight capitalism. Sounds fun. Sounds fun, doesn't it? I know what you're thinking right now. Take my money. But no, nobody liked it. All the reviews were terrible. Big shock, I know. So uh, they, they, there's the d- need and demand for more diverse stories, especially as many places become more hostile to transgender, non-binary, and LGBTQIA plus communities. Surely that, is these two are included in this, supposedly. But oh well, who knows? And uh, just in case, because some people have pointed out that a lot of companies that normally go really steaming ahead with the Pride stuff, this year have taken it off of their Twitter branding. Mm. And not just in the Middle East, like you would expect,
1: but uh, Xbox has not. They took it off for a while and they put it back, didn't they? Did they? Yes. I, I made they have a slightly this. different logo, and they've done the relaunch to have now the... Well, I what suppose is that? the, I mean- That's the intersex Pride one with the weird purple ring. I wonder if they're going to do the sex worker Pride one that they did. Did you see that? No, what's that one? Is uh, that- it's got a giant red hexagon in the middle of it that looks like the umbrella logo from oh, Resident yes. Evil. The one that obviously talks about it spreading infectious very, disease. <laughs> it looks very evil. Yes, that's so true. It looks true. like a spread... Um, Okay, let's
0: let's, let's not get too lowbrow here. This is a very high-class podcast, I'll remind you. And um, when it comes to journalism, the journalism is exactly as you would expect. Kotaku, sadly, still exists, as do a number of these terrible, terrible websites talking about games. Star Wars Outlaws Backlash proves we need more women protagonists. So, Star Wars Outlaws... not Outlast, Outlaws... Uh, is a game that's been announced recently where they're going to be it's just open world Star Wars game like oh a lot dear. of people have been asking for for a long time <laughs> I, I know one of the lead developers on this Do you
1: actually I did yeah you 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 did Oh, no, well, I, she, or she she spoke about it to me in the pub. She couldn't tell me what she was working on. This was at Christmas. Did she know that things were going to get a bit dicey? For she's on our side. Net? So I oh, okay. don't imagine she's too happy about the press reporting that's come out since.
0: Yes, so what it is, it's an open world Star Wars game, something that people have been asking for for a very, very long time, except it's only going to give you one option, which is to uh, have a fr- uh, a female character, a woman of colour named K Vess, Portrayed by Venezuelan-born actor Humbly González, and it's apparently, according to this Kotaku article, made uh, Chuds very, very angry. I don't care. I don't care. I'm sorry to your friend. I'm sure yep. she's. I'm sure she's a lovely person, uh, but. I don't get hyped for basically any games now unless I can be sure that there are no red flags attached to it. And if it's part of a big brand like Star Wars these days, that in itself is a red flag because of how it's been handled in every single medium that it's a part of. So I just don't get attached to these things. I don't get excited for these things. It's kind of sad that I don't get excited for these things anymore, I suppose, on an
1: abstract level.
0: But at the same time, it means I don't get disappointment with it.
1: Yeah, the, the, you can tell this is politicised as well, because the game genre this is going into, open-world RPG, uh, character customization for immersion purposes is a basic feature, and it has been... There's a
0: basic feature of Jedi Academy 2 all the way back in It's been a basic feature since
1: the original Elder Scrolls games, where you can customise your own build and aesthetics, even though they were rudimentary polygons. And even in Final Fantasy VII, you could rename the characters even if it didn't fit the story. And so the fact that they're pigeonholing you into playing this woman of colour as your protagonist in a galaxy full of plenty of alien races just shows that they're leaning into the intersectional stack. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point as well. Is- Iden Verso in Battlefront 2, the, the person that nobody particularly cared about in the campaign, that was retroactively inserted into Star Wars lore, and then was one of the least played heroes in the multiplayer. The same thing with... Did you watch Kenobi? Because I didn't bother. No. So there's, It's Disney Star Wars. No. There's, there's the main black woman that's randomly inserted of course. into a series that her. everyone was waiting for for a decade. And it's like, ah, but she's the one Jedi that survived Order 66. And you're like, I wish she had There's... Dozens of Jedi that survived Order sixty six, apparently, according to all of this
0: new law. It was such a useless measure. Apparently, the Emperor might as well have gone out and just done it all himself, mm. and he could have because he was he was just good like that. I miss old Palpy, old Sheev Palpatine. Oh brings a tear to my eye but these characters not not a single one of them is memorable not a single one of them is likable and you talk about chuds being angry yeah there might be a bit of an annoyance when the initial announcement is made about it because they go oh god here we go again most people wouldn't actually have a problem with this kind of character choice of character creation if it weren't for the fact that there wasn't a well-established line now, that when this happens the character will inevitably be insufferable and probably quite poorly written. Yeah, you can see that the default character archetype of like
1: side-shaved head woman of colour is a stand-in for one, the self-insert of most of the diversity hires making and scripting the games, and two, it's going to be a mouthpiece for capital P progressive values that I just don't want to hear when I get in from work and want to shoot some robots. Yes, and let's hear the talking
0: points they do here. So uh, Star Wars Outlaws falls into one of the more unfortunate centre rings on the Venn diagram of bad actors gamers and Star Wars fans that's right just insult your core audience that works every single time this is a franchise still reeling from Mary Sue allegations no the producers and writers and directors are reeling from those allegations everybody else has moved on and general hatred thrown at Ray, the lead in the sequel tr- trilogy and has mentioned the vestiges of the Gamergate hate campaign ding 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 ding. I named this segment Gamergate failed for a reason do you know Ray's getting a new trilogy? oh piss off <laughs> oh just go away just no I don't care uh, the Gamergate hate campaign linger throughout gamer culture as such the backlash should be expected even if it is exhausting though it's unsurprising that a woman led game see- uh, would receive backlash even now this particularly backlash is due largely To the lack of female protagonists across modern gaming. I don't think there's a lack of female protagonists across modern gaming.
1: There's a dearth of them. There's too many of them. They're just abysmally written. Again, Mass Effect, we've got a great video of that on the website, myself and John Wheatley. I I played as male Shep the entire time because I identified with the male character because Mm -hmm. I'm a bloke, but nobody was complaining about how female Shepard was written and you could have character customization, and she was a perfectly competent character that didn't, ham-fist progressive messaging at you. So it's not a lack of female protagonists, particularly because people would choose female protagonists if they had a character customizer. It's the fact that they are not the female protagonists of the color and complexion that you want them to be. Because frankly, you want us to play ugly black women when lots of men, when they- (laughs) Every single time. When they play Skyrim, for example, particularly with mods, you sort of get the Amazonian Nordic women that lots of guys role play as, and that doesn't fit the progressive stack. No, of course it doesn't. But like I say,
0: there's no dearth of female protagonists Mm. in modern gaming. Uh, In fact, I would argue that there's probably a dearth of male protagonists... Uh, of a certain type in modern gaming and the only time you really get them these days is either when it's continuing on a franchise that was already well established such as in God of War and even then they'll probably start to make some kind of argument that Kratos is actually a god of colour because of the fact that he's Spartan and therefore tanned naturally all the Greeks are black
1: sorry Stelios yeah
0: sorry to break that to you Um, and maybe something like the Dead Space remake where Isaac but even then they did everything possible to change everything around Isaac to make sure the game was as up-to-date politically as possible rather than just create the kind of faithful remake that we were really looking for. And um, once again, we can look back and find articles these days talking about HR exec says it's on women to solve the industry sexism problem 10 years ago this month. Now, aren't we so glad we've moved on past this where a woman in the gaming industry suggested that, hey, if women have a problem in the gaming industry, um, maybe they should just deal with it. I mean, obviously I'm not forgiving people uh, the sorts of allegations that came out of the Activision Blizzard controversy, but when, if you go back and look at our coverage from that at the time, there was a lot of nonsense mixed into those allegations alongside more serious cases of sexual harassment that were going on in the company. So once again, you can mix a lot of these things together to make a situation seem much more pervasive than it actually is. And if I see here, yes, that's a man writing this article. Physiognomy check. Not looking good, not looking good, sad to say, Brendan. And uh, it's an industry where people ultimately responsible for fostering. Deeply sexist cultures in the workplace are allowed to keep their positions while the women they na- they harmed are forced to fight for years for any kind of justice or, more commonly, simple cons- compensation for what they were put through. And it's an industry where, time and time again, HR teams are complicit. Even on those cut-and-dried occasions where the evidence is so overwhelming that HR suggests firing an employee, there's always the chance executives will overrule them to keep sexual harassers on staff. And that's terrible. I'm not forgiving that. But once again, the solution to all of this is not just let's empower HR departments because HR departments are a nightmare to deal with in the first place. And uh, a lot of the rest of this article in providing examples points, out, uh, points to the woman who was the subject later on went on to join Tesla because uh, so, it's talking about the particular a- a- executive who said that maybe women should just deal with it is what he came out with um, and accuses then Elon Musk of sexual misconduct. Right, so that's the kind of sexual misconduct we're talking about, the kind that is easily disprovable and it hasn't been taken to court but we're going to say that it's just um, a black mark against your name for the rest of your life and then it ends with saying Bioware built up a, uh, a bit of goodwill as an early triple A developer by depicting same-sex relationships in its game but it burned through a chunk of that with the rollout of same-sex relationships in Star Wars The Old Republic not only did it backburner the feature so it could focus on giving subscription MMO a free-to-play overhaul when it finally did launch same-sex relationships they were going to be restricted to a single planet and locked behind an expansion that players would have to pay for and this was 10 years ago in ...in January of 2013... ...and the people still complain about this kind of nonsense... ...get articles like this... ...how black women in the UK have made their mark... ...on the video games industry... ...I mean citation needed... ...but let's check that citation shall we... Uh, ...I mean... ...just beyond anything... I, ...I just wanted to play games man... ...honestly that's all I really wanted... To, ...I just wanted to play
1: video games... ...I will say it has engendered total apathy in me... ...again I... ...through all of the various commitments I have... I get basically zero time to play a game except for maybe revisiting a Telltale game once a year mm-hmm. over the course of a week because they're short and episodic. Other than that, it's like you said before. Yeah, you might get mildly annoyed that a property from your childhood had become a parasitic vehicle for progressive values, but then you're so distant from it, it's been bastardised so much, then they you just sort of shrug and not give it money and not give it any attention. Yeah, that's probably the best way to go yeah. about it, really. Uh, I could read a bit more of this article, but the
0: title really says it all. Let's just say, go away. There was this hilarious one. Why do you hate us? The gaming industry's abuse problem. Women are still, women are still facing sexism and abuse in the industry. Now listen to this example given at the beginning here. Normally, I'd find this quite relaxing, or at the very least quite fun. I'm sitting in a white square room trying to play a computer game. It's relatively simple. When a ball appears on the screen, I click it. The aim is to try and click as many as possible. Sounds like the sort of game that's perfect for a woman... Uh, playing games uh, it should be easy but it's not that's because when I start playing voices suddenly start sound off uh, start to sound off around me stop playing a man's game little girl yeah the, click the ball on the screen that's a man's game someone kill this whore and slut to make matters worse dark shapes start appearing against the whiteness silhouettes of men pressing against the walls trying to get in is this just schizophrenia? (laughs) possibly (laughs) unsurprisingly by the end I'm a wreck my heart is racing my breathing is shallow and my face is flushed and red that was not fun as I stumble from the room the scientist on the other side smiles reassuringly because this is an experiment one that Sky Broadband is hosting to put you in the shoes of female gamers this is this is not women gaming simulator this is actual rape fetish simulator I mean, what is this?
1: Well, just don't <laughs> go into voice chat. What is this? You'll, you'll get slated all the time for random reasons, because people will just be drunk, high, and incapable of playing an Overwatch Or man. 12. Or just yeah. 12. I'm sorry, maybe it's because I did actually frequent the Modern
0: Warfare 2 lobbies oh, back when I was a child, back in the day. This right here, I don't mean to diminish anybody's suffering that they might experience from it. This is nothing... This
1: right here is absolutely nothing. I mean, come on. You'd get that from your own team after winning.
0: Yes, I know. And and that would be a term of endearment. And uh, 62% uh, of employees, and this is pointed out later on in the article, in the gaming industry are male, and this is a considerable improvement. No, they don't have to qualify that or explain why it's an improvement. Just less men equals better. Typical. This is a considerable improvement on previous years, but that doesn't mean the historic problems are anywhere close to being fixed, particularly not in a formal way. Now, if these statistics are right and there is a massive increase in the amount of women partaking in games development, I don't want to suggest anything too negative, but that might suggest the shift in priorities that gaming or AAA gaming has experienced over the past 10 years or so. Well, particularly if they're ideological
1: appointments of where they've been hired on their diversity criteria. So they have a sunk cost invested in progressive narratives. And so to perpetuate the progressive narrative means that they're perpetuating their own job. They're just enriching and empowering themselves at the expense of games as an art medium.
0: That might be something to do with it, I would say. and But worst of all, to show that Gamergate really sadly... Didn't do anything. I'm going to bring her up. I'm sorry.
1: There she is. Oh, Spectre is haunting the games that's, industry. That's right. The spect- more a shadow cast by that gigantic of
0: Now, you may not hear as much about th- this woman uh, as you did in the mainstream media about 10 years ago when Gamergate went down, but that's not because she vanished from the industry. In fact, if anything, she is more embedded in the industry than she ever was because what this article is talking about is a speech that she gave at the Game Developers Conference back in March of this year, where she was talking about DEI, Dequity, Inclu- Dequity, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, where she essentially came out with the incredible argument that it doesn't go far enough. Now, I'll read through a little bit of this uh, because you may think to yourself, this is a conference that I've never heard of. What's important about this? But I'll go through her her statements and then show you why this is important because people will be listening to her. So she approached the podium and her speech was not about tropes that reinforce negative representation on gamers' TV screens. By the way, this article points out she's been attendant to basically every one of these conferences over the past 10 years. Um, It was instead about an industry-wide status quo that according to her research and insider sources continues to reinforce negative negative representation inside the companies who make these games. Diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts are framed as attempts to transform workplace environments into spaces that are welcoming for all people, especially those historically underrepresented. Uh, I'm not here to tell you that DEI is broken. I'm here to tell you that DEI is working as intended, and that's the problem because people only do it, in her words, as a performative response to social pressure. Now this is probably true, Mm. but this does not mean that going even further with it, and making so that you have to be a true believer will make it any better. All of these companies only respond to a lot of what's going on and make themselves more political because of legal incentives, because of the fact that they know that if they don't go along with the DEI inclusion and uh, compliance departments, expanding their HR departments to meet all of these targets, is they are are likely to be held legally liable under affirmative action laws.
1: Well, particularly in certain Democrat states in Canada and the UK, but in the there's quite a few places in the world that don't necessarily have that, but they do also adopt ESGs. Pretty much every games company, yep. you'll see a website has a uh, environmental social governance score page, and so they're being subsidized by hedge funds to do these unprofitable actions which insult their customer base at the expense of the quality of the art. But it doesn't matter. They're being propped up to do this astroturfed activism, whether you like it or not. Absolutely, they yeah. are. There's a number
0: of reasons for it, as said there, right there. But Sarkeesian is speaking directly to people in the industry, telling them that they need to go further with it. She says that HR oper- uh, departments operate without a clear understanding of how systems of oppression affect all levels of decision-making and interperson inter- interpersonal interaction. So we need to get to the point where the HR departments are actually dictating the conditions of interpersonal individual interactions in these studios. And they're just not flexible enough to adjust to DEI-specific recommendations. Perhaps toughest of all, the staff is responsible for official DEI efforts that companies are set up to fail in multiple dimensions. Now, reading this as myself, I see this as only a good thing. I want these efforts to fail because reasonably, I don't want these companies to be filled with ideological um, uh, token hires. I want them to be filled with people like, what's his name? John McCormick. Was he one of the ones who was involved in id Software who developed the original Doom and went on to develop a lot of the stuff that went on with id Software afterwards? Um, I want people like him Nerdy artists who only care about making a good, fun game, competent and passionate. That's yeah. what I want. That's the sort of people I want for uh, filling these roles. But that's not what I'm getting. Certainly not in the West. She said that these HR departments are stif- typically handled by staffers who are not given official titles or even compensation, are too often hired in part-time or contract or capacity. She says harm does not happen in a vacuum. Where something unacceptable happens, it's not enough to accuse a few involved parties. We must look at the conditions that allowed this to happen. What roles did everyone around them play? Essentially, blah blah. Blah 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 blah. We need a
1: cultural revolution within the gaming developers. I, whenever I hear this corporate irritating speak that is just exists to perpetuate it's these people getting their own it? jobs, it's just like TV static in
0: my mind. I I just switch off. You do t- t- turn it off, don't you? But that's what I think. That's one of the reasons it is often so boring yep. and so corporate. So that you, the normie—not that you are a normie—but you, the normie, you you at home who doesn't really care about these things, you just want to play your video games, switch off because this speech was being made, as I mentioned, at the Games Developers Conference 2023. Now, if we look at this, so it features over 1,000 speakers, 700 sessions, has 330 exhibitors uh, who were present to display their newest technologies, including industry leaders like Amazon Web Services, Adobe, Discord, Google, Nexon, and more. And if we look at the sorts of developers who were there as well, Mm. probably listening intently and taking notes on these speeches, we have the uh, developers sharing in C, uh, insights into the creations of hit games, including Last of Us. So that's Naughty Dog. Dead Space. So As that's some mentioned. form of EA. God of War Ragnarok. Now uh, that'll be one of Sony's divisions there. I think that's Sony Santa Monica... Is it who do the God of War games? Kirby, Horizon Forbidden West. So we understand why all of a sudden the protagonist of that particular game got about twice as ugly as in uh, Forbidden uh, Zero Dawn was the first one. Uh, So these are the people who are listening to these sorts of things. So um, that's why a lot of the games are being influenced by this, not just because of the... Uh, legal ramifications if they don't, not just because of the ESG hedge fund ram- uh, ramifications if they don't, but also because they are going to these sorts of conferences and listening to speeches, literally from Anita Sarkeesian, who did not go away, but has become even more influential. She's
1: like the Grima worm tongue of the games industry.
0: So I'm sad to say it, but um, Gamergate failed. If you appreciated that segment from the podcast of the Lotus Eaters, you can go to lotuseaters.com to get access to all the premium contents on the site, such as the Symposium series, this episode on personal autonomy. Like to find out what us is being put out, you can follow on Getter at Lotusitas underscore com on Getter. Thank you and goodbye.